Hey geeks, it's Jana and Ashley. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your place for the latest geek and fandom news. Welcome back, friends, to the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Today we're talking Friend, Mary Kill, Marvel Edition. But it's not exactly what you're thinking. It's more like Friend stands for a character or actor-actress we like, but we're okay with never seeing them again. Mary means the casting is perfect and we don't want them to leave us ever. And Kill, well, it's, you know, whoever we think doesn't really belong in the MCU, and that could mean the character, casting, or storyline. We are looking at you, Fantastic Four. And Dark Phoenix, but we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Joining us today is our good nerdy friend and Marvel brother, Mike. You can find Mike on Twitter and Instagram at MikeYUAN82. Mike, introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike. I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm also on two other podcasts, but today let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Marvel stuff. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. We're We're super excited to have you. (laughs) Yes. And those podcasts Mike is talking about, he has a What You Talking podcast, which is about Kim's convenience, and Room Escape Divas Escape Room podcast. And we'll have the links to those on our website as well thanks guys of course so if you've listened to our previous episode about unpopular fandom opinions and if you haven't (laughs) you should definitely go back for that one you might remember us mentioning a mike who had a very unpopular opinion (laughs) he doesn't think simu should show his abs in shang chi so yes that is this mike that we're talking to today (laughs) so mike before we talk about friend mary kill why are you trying to rob Simu of his time to shine? I mean, like literally because you know those abs will be oiled up and glistening. Why Why do you have this opinion, Mike? The readers, well, the listeners, uh, they need to know. As you mentioned, I, I do a podcast on Kim's Convenience. So I, I I have met Simu a bunch of times and I have like had to grind through that material over and over again. So when you're watching the scenes for the hundredth time and you see Simu, you know, he's taking off his shirt and it's all nicely oiled and everything. It's like, I've seen enough of Simu with his shirt off. And even in person, like he's, he's, I've seen him with his shirt off. So it's like, you you know, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to see any more shirtless Simu. That's material. I think I'd be okay grinding through. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's literally material that most people would probably want to grind through. Just saying. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think the Marvel Universe will probably have a lot of shirtless Simu, so uh, I, I'm not I'm not too worried for any new fans that are going to see him in Shang-Chi, which I hope is going to be really awesome. Oh, I, I hope so, too. It just got a new release date, actually, thanks to the good old coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> He's really pumped about it. He was just on an Instagram uh, live uh, just uh, about an hour ago and he was saying that uh, he's actually pretty excited for it because now he gets to have a summer blockbuster as opposed to you know being released in February that's right it's coming out currently it's going to come out May 7th 2021 so let's keep our fingers crossed that the phase four doesn't get delayed any longer yeah because uh, it's been a drought man for Marvel stuff that's mm. the struggle is real we know the kill portion of this is going to be pretty funny. So are we going to go in order here and start with friends? I think we should. We'll start with friends first. Okay. So this one might be a little tough, but who do we think we would want to you know, get rid of? Who are we okay never seeing again? 
Okay, Mike, who do you think? Getting rid of. So I took the approach of uh, more looking at it character-wise because, Mm -hmm. again, we were talking, I think, on the last Marvel Mondays um, about, you know, movies that we didn't think were so great. And, of course, the top two, well, in my mind, anyway, Thor 2 and Iron Man 3. So (laughs) Thor 2, um, I think it was kind of a mistake to bring in Malekith, who was the main villain Mm -hmm. there. Now, Malekith, he's like Thor. He's got like this huge library of villains, huge villains. And they brought this guy and he's a good character, but they didn't build it up right. They didn't give it enough time because in the comics, uh, they had this recent event called the War of Realms where they had basically built up Malekith to be the big bad for like two years. Uh, But then, you know, trying to make him the big bad in like an hour uh, it didn't quite work, and for me, yeah, that's that's where I shook my head and said, "Oh no, I I, I, I don't think that was good." <laughs> I agree, and that's how I feel about Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, he's an excellent character from the comics. Lee Pace, I think, did a great job with him, but I don't think he himself was given. I just don't think the the character arc was worthy of him. Yeah, so I see what I, you're I totally saying. agree. And uh, just to go on that note, uh, going back to Guardians, I I also felt, oh, I, I do want to talk about ego, but th- that's a whole thing. But going back <laughs> to Guardians mm-hmm. one, uh, talking about the Nova Corps, I love the Nova Corps uh, because I love the character Nova after uh, again a major storyline called the Annihilation Wave, which you can go and read about it as a whole thing. But uh, the Nova Corps were basically there to just get their butts wiped. Um, and yeah. then and then that was it. Like the Nova Corps have this one awesome character, Richard Ryder, which I don't know if he'll ever appear, but uh yeah, it was kind of sad to just see them kind of get wiped off. Yeah, they were kind of one and done. And Marvel does that a lot. Yeah, we all know that I'm a little bitter about Hella for that reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she's amazing and she first of all, she was in the movie I loved her. She was so good and I was like, yes. but why? And since they didn't do Lady Death or Mistress Death for Thanos, like why they could have just yes. left Hella around. I'm just anyways, off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, the friend thing, Pepper Potts, I don't really love Gwyneth Paltrow, but it's not quite my <laughs> Natalie Portman level of like disdain. <laughs> Gwyneth, I just feel like is in her own little world anyway. <laughs> I mean, she forgets that she's in movies with people. Yeah. And Sebastian Stan trolled her on Instagram, and I thought that was, like, the funniest thing. I that was seen. hysterical. But, like, Pepper, like, yeah, sure, she came in as rescue, but, like, did we need her? Not really. Nah. Yeah, no, I could have done without rescue. Um, I love Michelle Pfeiffer, but I don't think Janet – I think it was nice they brought in Janet because she yes. was the original Wasp, but, like, past that, I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, I could be wrong. They could do something amazing in Ant-Man 3. But for now, I'm just kind of like, okay, Janet. Bye. <laughs> See you later. And this might be unpopular, but Hawkeye. And I like Hawkeye in the movies, but I like him better in his cartoon versions mm-hmm. and his comic mm-hmm. versions. So I kind of would be all right with that, too. Plus, with the other main guys gone, I'm like, do we need you around <laughs> <laughs> anymore? I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking about Hawkeye as well. Um, but the one thing I'll give Jeremy 
credit for is that he does look pretty average compared to everybody else. So he's doing that part right. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, love that. But otherwise, yeah, I agree. Hawkeye's sort of like, okay, you're a bow and arrow guy, and we're bringing in the next generation of these superpower people. So where do you exactly fit in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you, Tana? You know, I am definitely on board with your pepper pots. Like, I... I'm not a Gwyneth Paltrow fan at all. Um, I think Rescue was great for like the hot minute she was useful and that was it. Um, (laughs) I could do completely without the whole like Tony Pepper love, whatever, like that's completely not even relevant (laughs) in my opinion. Um, But you know how I feel about Tony anyway. So um yeah, Pepper Potts could just, like, never have existed, and I don't think it would have mattered, really. <laughs> Janet, like, I mean, similarly, I I like the fact that she brought got brought in. I like the fact that Hope got to see her mother. I like the fact that Hank got to see the love of his life again. Mm-hmm. She was critical for, again, like, a hot minute. But if we never saw her again, like, whatever, like, sure, maybe she plays some integral part later on, but it's like, mm, whatever. I don't know how I feel about the Hawkeye one though. Like I, I don't know if I could live without Hawkeye. I kind of like Hawkeye. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. One person I mixed about, and this may be an unpopular opinion is Drax. Um, I've always been on board of having some sort of physical portrayal and also being kind of comically accurate. And I mean, Dave Batista, he, he fits the role of being physically there he's a big dude and i'm not like a modern wrestling fan but when i was i was always thinking you know in these comic book movies you want somebody big like wrestler big but this is one of those cases where i feel uh he's he's growing into the role like you can see that he's getting a sense of like comedic timing as uh as he's going through these movies but i don't i guess comically accurate um drax was never really a funny guy but I mean, I guess being funny is part of the whole uh, James Gunn and his script writing and everything. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not quite on board with Drax. I, I can see that from reading the comics. He's definitely not like his yeah. character. But the Guardians, I think, in general are kind of, they're yeah. like an off offbeat anyway. So yeah. they are kind of a weird taste. <laughs> like <laughs> They're I think definitely either- weird. Like, you're either a Guardians fan or you're not, but I could see why Drax doesn't necessarily fit that mold. And the Guardians have changed so much through the Mm -hmm. comic. Like, they're not always the same team. So it's it's interesting. I mean, I love Rocket. He's probably my favorite Guardian. Well, and and as we know, they won't (laughs) be the same team going forward, right? So they're... True. Like, even that's a, a change. Very true. Yep. All right. Do we have any more friends or should we move on to Mary? I'm, I can't think of anybody else that I'm kind of like, meh, about. Yeah, I feel like I'm either like much stronger on the like Mary kill side. <laughs> 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 I don't know what that says about me. Actually, I do know what it says about me. It says a lot. <laughs> I feel like we're all kind of more strongly opinionated on that end uh-huh. anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's get into it. All right, so let's let's talk about Mary, but in this case, casting or characters or storylines. 
Sure. Marvel is pretty spot on. Like it really does. There's that joke a long time ago about how they must have a farm where they raise these people <laughs> to be the characters. And it's funny because it seems to be true. I mean, again, other than like the ones that we're going to talk about killing off, I really feel like they've hit it like spot on for the casting. So for like me personally, like I, all the core heroes, I mean, Jeremy Renner, like, I don't love Hawkeye and I can do without him, but I also think he's pretty good at being Mm -hmm. him. But so, yeah, like all the, the, you know, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Paul Rudd. If you had told me I would love Paul Rudd as a superhero, I would have been like, what? But then (laughs) how could you just not love Paul Rudd as anything? But I mean, I do, but I'm like, I'd still watch it. I'd be like, you know, it's kind of like Chris Evans in the Fantastic Four. Like, was he great? really but (laughs) it's chris evans so like yeah like i was gonna watch ant-man anyway but paul rudd was perfect now i'm like who else could be ant-man no one so it's so perfect so for me i think the list goes on i mean i really could just name most of the casting that they've done and i personally probably would marry steve rogers if i wasn't already (laughs) married love Um, you if you're listening (laughs) so I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'd have to agree. I mean, all the main cast, they've been cast really well. And um, it, it's not only that. I mean, to put everything together and to make the Avengers, to have all these people to kind of uh, mesh and be able to work together to make the Avengers as successful as it is. I mean, they, they have to do that good job of building that chemistry together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing that I really wanted to see was a good Spider-Man through all the years. I mean, we went through yes. the Tobey Maguire's, the Andrew Garfield. So Tom <laughs> Holland, he, he, his, he sold me when I saw that movie. Yes. I'm like, there's nobody else. Nobody else should ever be Spider-Man. They should forget 100%. the other ones that were ever made, right? A hundred percent. I'm with Did you. Did you guys all see his, um, t-shirt challenge doing the handstand the other day? I did. I saw it. Oh, I laughed so hard. He he did a thing on his Instagram, I guess. And it was like, I, I, I saw it on Twitter, but I think it started on Instagram. And he basically like did a handstand while putting on his, his shirt, which was oh. like a baseball jersey. <laughs> and then he challenged Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. to do it. Oh. And Jake did it in literally like, a, I don't know, a quarter of the time that he did oh, wow. it. He made it look like it was just like, toot, toot, toot. Oh there's my t-shirt and you're like i'm sorry what (laughs) also he rocks a man bun like nobody's business but that's a whole other story and then ryan reynolds basically was like no dude no no just no why would you do that i was like dead so funny but um no i agree uh tom holland is like the best spider-man ever i never even liked spider-man in like big screen edition until tom holland so now I'm all like, oh, I like Spider-Man. He's cool. Well, and while I'm a huge Chris Evans fan in general, not just as, you know, Captain America, Steve Rogers, I'm not Team Iron Man. Like, that's not my, I'm not an Iron Man fan. Um, and I think a lot of people know that. But I do like RDJ as an actor. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm not a fan of Iron Man, I do like um, Robert Downey Jr. casting for mm-hmm. Tony Stark. I think that's actually really good casting. So as much as I don't like Iron Man as a whole, 
I like RDJ as Tony Stark. Hmm. So with all the rumors about uh, RDJ potentially saying, hey, I might come back for a lower amount. How do you feel about him coming back to the MCU if he comes back to the MCU? I mean... Uh <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, go ahead, Ashley. Okay. Um. So, I mean, there's precedence for Tony Stark still being around. Mm-hmm. He is the AI in Iron, I believe, Ironheart suit in the comics. That's true. So, yeah. I could see him like showing up in like hologram form or like Force Ghost ish, you know? Yeah. But the Marvel version, which would be AI, so I could mm-hmm. see him coming back. And I. But does he need to come back? That's yes. That's the cool, real question. And I don't think he needs to come back. And I'm yeah. not just saying that because I'm also not Team Iron Man. I also <laughs> probably say that about Cap. Like, I don't think at this point we're all wrapped up that they need mm-hmm. to resurface. But I could see them being in um, some of those what if skits. I could see oh, them sure. somehow showing up in like WandaVision and like a little snippet here or there. Mm-hmm. Cameos you know, for sure. Yeah, Can, yeah, cameos just, absolutely, but not as whole. No. What do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with you both that there's, and at least a storytelling point of view. I think Iron Man sort of served his purpose at the end of Endgame. That's 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 where I see is kind of okay. Let's let's leave Iron Man there, unless they plan to. I don't know, give him adventures that we didn't see before or something like that. I don't think going forward with the MCU that they really need Iron Man. Um, even as an AI, I'm kind of mixed about that. I, uh, when they were talking about uh, when he, when uh, Tony has been the AI for Ironheart, I, I haven't really liked that. I kind of hoped that Ironheart would kind of build her own or come up with something of her own. So... I don't know. I'm mixed about Tony at this point. It's fair. (laughs) Um, And then I think some other, you know, really perfect casting, you know, like we talked about Hela earlier. Um, Loki, like, you know, huge Tom Hiddleston fan. Love Valkyrie. Um, Chris Pratt, I think, was great as Star-Lord. Um you know, pretty much the whole Guardians of the Galaxy gang, minus maybe Drax. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good, you know, a good kind of summary of his not quite perfect fitness. Um, yeah. Well, Hela was definitely probably one of my favorite villain castings, other than mm-hmm. Thanos. And Loki, yeah. obviously, is a villain sometimes, but he's perfect. He's perfect for Loki. <laughs> <laughs> And I think because Tom has like theater training, so he's just really yes. good at changing his stature, his emotion, his face, depending on where Loki is emotionally. Yeah. And I just, I adore, like, I just, that's the thing. Thor 2 is a terrible movie, but I thought Tom's <laughs> performance was one of the best things in that movie because you felt his, you know, his rage. Yeah, and his despair and yeah. stuff, and that's like, I don't know. It's just that was a highlight for me of that movie. 
even though the movie itself was not the best. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. pretty much throw out all the other supporting cast too. I, I also have in my notes like the Warriors 3 and Sif, they did not need to really be in the movie. You could have just like given Loki more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who else I adore are um, Michael Pena and David Dasmalshian. I think they are hysterical in all of their supporting roles in Ant-Man. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Super Especially, funny. I mean, like Luis, his recaps are just oh <laughs> like if that was like his only time on the screen, fun. I'd be like, this is amazing. <laughs> yes, so good, so good. So, yeah, I I agree with you that Malekith was like, eh, okay, it's kind of like that with some of the other villains too. Like we talked about, Ronan wasn't given ego. I I love Kurt Russell too. Like Kurt Russell's the man, but what was that? Also, Guardians yeah. 2 was just not my favorite movie. Yeah. There's just too much stuff that I was like, there was a lot. Nessus, like the whole like him trying to impregnate the world thing, like all the different <laughs> I was like, what is this? This is a lot. It was a lot. And it went on for a lot longer than it should have. I was like, I got the point (laughs) during the first sculpture thing that popped up. I got it. Here's the thing with the MCU and a lot of these comic book movies. I find that they try to merge characters or try to change things. And again, I'm all about comic accurateness up to a certain point where it's like you're you're trying to get... uh, relate to your audience a little bit better. I mean, one example is uh, like Hela. Hela in the comics, she's supposed to be, and, and this is a bit of a brain buster, she's supposed to be Loki's daughter. Yeah. Um, but in the movie, she's Odin's daughter. Um, in Ragnarok, Ragnarok was sort of uh, an amalgamation of, uh, in the comics, uh, Planet Hulk. And kind of taking, I guess, elements of what Ragnarok is in the comics, which is a cycle of when Thor fights uh, Solter and basically all of the Asgardians and all that realm gets wiped out. So it kind of worked that Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, the movie, uh, worked out that, you know, it's a fun adventure. And explaining Hela worked a little bit easier to explain that, okay, this is Odin's daughter versus Loki's daughter. Um but uh, I felt that ego, for me, it was kind of, yeah, it was a big mess. Um, especially uh, when they tried to like, okay, so Peter is Ego's daughter, uh, son. And uh, when they got to Endgame, it's like, okay, so he's the celestial being's son. He's probably going to have a big role in Endgame. And, well, maybe not Endgame, but uh, Infinity War. And his biggest moment was screwing up when they're taking off the gauntlet. And I'm like, this cannot be Peter's like biggest contribution to this. It's gotta be, he's got to like, I don't know, absorb the stones or something. Right. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Anyway, that's my rant about that. (laughs) No, I I love it. I, yeah, I'd see that. And then like, so ego, the planet was destroyed. So did that mean that Peter lost his celestial, whatever but his eyes turned like a different color when he disappeared in, in infinity war so like what was yeah. happening with that i'm unsure <laughs> yeah it's a little it's a little weird it was a little murky but i was willing to look past it 
<laughs> the rest of the movie was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, their I'm chemistry like, is great. And they tried to, yeah. I guess in a fanboy's point of view, they tried to do a throwback to the old Guardians, like the 1970s Guardians, right? With mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Sylvester Stone's character and Michael Brooks' character. Yes. Um, so that was really cool. But yeah, otherwise it was a bit messy. <laughs> yeah. But the music kind of saves some of it, right? Like you come into that awesome soundtrack (laughs) and you're just like, yeah, you're like, I can overlook some of this because of the music. (laughs) Absolutely. It's probably like one of the best soundtracks out of like all the MCU. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's sitting there like, yeah, I know this jam. This is my jam. Yeah. I kind of felt that way about Captain Marvel because I'm a 90s kid. So like all the 90s music, I was like, yes, this is my music. So excited. Yeah, those are for sure some of my favorite soundtracks. And before we move on, Fury, just because I thought about him because of Captain Marvel. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson is Fury, and Fury is Samuel L. Jackson, and <laughs> you can't tell me anything else about it. <laughs> 100%. When we we saw him on a set visit one time, and I mean, Ooh. he cursed just like you'd expect him to, and we were like, <laughs> yes, this is the best. <laughs> That's awesome. I love I just had to say that because I just really like him. <laughs> well, I mean, basically in the comics, they, in the Ultimate Universe, they basically created Samuel Jackson to be Nick Fury. And he right. just filled that role and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, now nobody else, I mean, and then in the main universe, they changed it. So then it is Samuel Jackson. So... Yeah, yeah, that's what Marvel feels about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's we all so... feel that way. Yeah, yeah we we sure and if do. You, and if you don't, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. That was like a him. He's perfect. Ben Mendelsohn. If you had told me I would have loved Talos by the end of Captain Marvel, I would have yes. been like, "What? He's the bad guy." But he was so good. I was like, he was. So when he when he showed up in uh, Far From Home, I was like, "Yes, I that love was this so guy. good." <laughs> I need more of him. So Can he have another movie where it's just him? Yeah, and the cat goose. Yes. Oh, it'd be so good. Fun. Goose, that'd be a great. That'd be a great movie. Even just a short, like a half hour or something. Right. Maybe, they need to start uh, doing shorts like Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or maybe Goose is the big bad in uh, Phase 5. I don't know. Oh, but I love Goose. <laughs> there should be a what-if skit that's a Talos and a Goose. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Fury like fight people with Goose at his side, and that's all he has. He doesn't even have his gun. He's just like, I got the flurkin. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need the gun. The flurkin <laughs> will take you out. <laughs> it's just a cat. <laughs> oh, oh my god! All it. right, so I guess we're going to kill now, huh? Yeah, so let's do it. We'll save the best for last. <laughs> the savage is going to come out. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I get the honor. Well, okay. You do. So the reason this podcast episode came about is because during the, I think the previous Marvel Monday, Marvel Mondays that we just did, Mike started calling me hashtag <laughs> the Savage Ashley. And why, you ask, did he call me that? And he called me that because I'm kind of opinionated just a little bit. 
about certain people in the MCU, Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Portman. And <laughs> <laughs> so he suggested like a, a Marvel Mondays about like who I would get rid of in the MCU. But I was like, no, I think this would be better as a podcast. <laughs> and that is how we all ended up here. But I would just like to say I am not the only savage person on this podcast today. We all have our opinions, and it is not just me. Because if you get Mike started on the Fantastic Four, which we will, I'm sure he's got savage opinions about it. And Jana, she's very savage. She might sound nicer than me, but she's really not. Trust me, I know her better than you. I can't wait for that. (laughs) So... We can all be a little savage is what I'm saying about this fandom, about any fandom, really. And these characters, especially us nerds that read the comic books, we have very, very strong opinions about things. So I'll start because I know you're going to want me to. (laughs) Natalie Portman. And that's that's everything. It's Natalie Portman. It's Jane. It's her storyline. I can't stand her at all. I, I don't want her in the MCU. I wish she was never in the MCU. Ragnarok was the best because she wasn't in it. And Jane was gone. <laughs> and I adore Taika. Adore him. And he's bringing her back. And she mm. can't even hold Mjolnir right. So is she worthy? <laughs> I don't think so. And she trashes every fandom she's in. So I think that's oh. probably my biggest gripe about her. So anyways, I trust Taika that he'll do something good with her. Mm. She's going to be like Lady Thor. Yay. However, if we follow the comic books, she dies. So let's just follow that comic book storyline. We can only hope. My fingers are crossed that Jane dies. Dies, dies, not comic dies, and stays dead and doesn't come back. (laughs) So dead, dead, not Marvel dead. Dead, dead, like for real dead. I don't want your force ghost. I don't want your AI. I don't want anything about you (laughs) to return. That's that's where I stand (laughs) Okay, so my other one, I'm not... Savage Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever. It's fine. I'll take it. It's true. Uh, Let's see. So some of my other opinions, because I have other ones other than Natalie Portman, (laughs) is... So the new mutants, not that I'd kill them, but I'm just kind of like, meh. And it might just be because it's been delayed so much that I'm already over it. And it hasn't (laughs) happened yet. And let's see. Deadpool 2. I love Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool as much as Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. But I hated the second movie. Like, the story arc was this stupid. It was stupid. It didn't make any sense. And I was like, what am I watching? And then finally, although I am going to let Mike talk about this one, most of the previous X-Men Fantastic Four casting and storylines can just all go. All of it. Just go. (laughs) I can't wait for it to be rebooted so we can forget that it happened. Yes. Just like we did with the Hulk and Spider-Man. And now someone else can talk about how savage they are. <laughs> Not just me. I, I don't know if we can match that. That that Natalie Portman rant was, was perfect. I think we can oh. close up and say, yep, yep, let's, let's extend that maybe. <laughs> Uh. Oh my god! The, the main, my main gripe is Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is the epitome of awesome supervillains. He, I hope that they bring him into Phase Four or Phase Five or Phase Six. I don't know, but um, 
every other iteration has been a hot mess. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Everybody who's watched it and maybe watched a superhero movie for the first time, they're like, who the hell was that? That was just a weird kind of guy in a metal mask. It's like, no, he's supposed to be awesome. <laughs> he's supposed to like, you know, like Thanos is supposed to go, oh my God, I'm actually scared about that guy. The rest of you guys, no. But that guy, that guy scares the sh- He scares me. Um, yeah, Galactus, Apocalypse, that those are all in that level of, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they did that. Um, but that, the thing is, they made me appreciate Thanos more, because Thanos, they did really well. They they were pretty true to it, other than the whole death thing. Um, I can say because of all those mistakes, we got Thanos. Um but yeah, to go back to the kill list, my number one on the kill list is Iron Fist. I know he's not been in the movie, <laughs> but been joke. I hate Danny hell? Rand. I hate that guy. Oh my uh, god! Oh, I forgot so about him. him. He's like the most annoying guy. <laughs> it's so like, annoying. You're supposed to have trained in kung fu for like all your life. Usually, when you train in martial arts, like I'm a martial artist, you learn the philosophy as well as the physicality of it. So you mm-hmm. you you learn to live that kind of life, especially when you're living in some magical city that only appears on the Earth realm every I don't remember how many years, twenty years or something like that. So you imagine that this guy would be pretty centered, but he comes back to New York and he's just. I don't want to be this. Oh, people want to take this away from me. And then on top of that, (laughs) as a martial artist, watching his choreography just makes me cringe. It's like... He's so obnoxious. I literally, like, I I pretty much love watching all of these, right? And even if it's, like, Mm -hmm. not my favorite character, I'll watch all the shows anyway just to be like, okay, I watch them. I even suffered through like the Fantastic Fours and the X Men <laughs> just to be like, okay, I have to finish them to say I finished them. I literally could not finish Iron Fist or the Defenders because I was like, I freaking cannot stand Danny Randy. He's so obnoxious. He was so whiny. I was like, I'm out, dude. Like, you ruined this for me. I couldn't. He was so like, no, no, nope. He's awful. He was yep. so bad. I forgot about him. So. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I almost, he was I on the TV, I almost did, too, until he? Mike brought him up. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, that guy, no. <laughs> Why are we talking about him? The, He's so awful. The one good thing to come out of Iron Fist is I remember when Iron Fist came out, Simu was actually very outspoken about how terrible he was. So I told him <laughs> on Twitter, if you ever get to be a Marvel superhero, you better be, like, ten times better than that guy. And Simu, he's already got the physicality for that. He's got yeah. the stunt training for that. So, yeah. So if he he doesn't, I'm going to call him out on that because you cannot <laughs> be Finn Jones. No one will ever be Finn Jones, but like, like, yeah. Oh, so awful. I'm dead. Mike's like, I'm coming for you if you screw this one up for us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we just we... put him and Natalie Portman on an island somewhere and like lose them? Yes. Oh, no. Yes. But they may procreate. That may be oh. a bad thing, too. Oh, that's true. Separate islands then. Separate, separate. <laughs> With sharks and piranhas in between. Yes. <laughs> so awful. Uh, I love though that Mike's like, the silver lining is that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the X-Men, it's like, Doctor Doom sucked really bad, but it made me appreciate Thanos more. That's I love it. It's <laughs> true. There has to be a silver lining. 
I love that you're trying to find some silver linings in these. There is no silver lining for Natalie Portman, so don't try. (laughs) Just wanted to make that clear. (laughs) All right, Jana, come on. I I know you're savage. You guys, I mean, literally, you both covered my two, like, worst, the ones that I hate the most, like (laughs) Natalie Portman and Danny Rant. Like, I freaking hate the Iron Fist with a passion. Because as much as I don't like Iron Man as a character, I do like RDJ as an actor. Um, I'm just not a fan of Tony Stark. Although I did, I, he did redeem himself at the end of the franchise. You mm-hmm. know, that that one saving move where he, you know, sacrificed himself for the universe. So, fine, whatever. He's not quite as bad as, you know, he was. <laughs> but no, literally, like, those are my two. Natalie Portman and Danny Rand. <laughs> Jane, gosh, Ugh, vomit, awful. But like, can we just say, like, uh, with characters and stuff, not just the casting, but yeah, gosh, the storyline. Some of them has just been so not good. Mm-hmm. And the X Men, Fantastic Four are prime examples of just Ugh. how bad it can be when it's bad. Super bad. Uh, like Dark Phoenix. Uh, don't get me started on any Dark Phoenix. Story. They just. I really had hoped for better. <laughs> I don't know why it was, it was a Fox. travesty. Um, yeah, it's true. But I tried. I I just held out a little hope. No, I want to hear I mean, Mike. I've seen worse train wrecks. I want to hear Mike complain about it because see, he was starting to groan about it. I want to hear it. Come on. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Let's talk about Dark Phoenix. Oh no! Just every iteration of Dark Phoenix. I feel Dark Phoenix usually should be like a two-parter. It's something that you need to really build. I feel that a lot of the times, and again, I'm going for I guess comic accuracy or some sort of uh, accessibility to it. Uh, if I go back to X3, that the first thing that they do is they kill off Cyclops. Uh, Cyclops is such a key character to uh, mm-hmm. being you know, fixing that kind of solution, uh, that kind of situation. But um, I guess, yeah, they, they tried to make Hugh Jackman's Wolverine a bigger role there. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the only thing I remember out of that movie really is the juggernaut and that one catchphrase that he had. But uh, yeah, after that, I try to forget that movie. It gives me nightmares. <laughs> Uh, nightmares is pretty brutal that is pretty that's pretty Does Jane give you nightmares ashley <laughs> <laughs> no i am her nightmare <laughs> <laughs> i i'm with you dark phoenix phoenix is one of my favorite characters yes. when i grew up watching x-men and reading it i mean she's a redhead she's super powerful obviously i'm drawn to that but yeah every time she's been on the screen i'm just like oh god why this is awful. I didn't even watch Dark Phoenix because I just knew it was going to be trash because Sansa Stark can never be Jean Grey to me, ever. <laughs> it's not believable. Sansa's also a wet, like, rag character in Game of Thrones. And in the book, she's terrible. They try to give make her, like, some big bad A at the end of the series, but I'm like, uh, in the book, she sucks. So To be fair, I only watched it because I was on an airplane. <laughs> you're like I had nothing better to <laughs> they didn't have like, like a well I've seen everything else on here that I want to see I guess I'll watch this 
No. <laughs> uh, I think I would just rewatch something I'd already watched. I mean, I could have, but I was like, well, I'll give it a try. I'll just, I'll just see. It wasn't good. <laughs> okay, what if you had the choice to watch a Natalie Portman movie oh, or God. Dark Phoenix? And oh, that I was it. Uh, which it Natalie Portman which movie? <laughs> pick, pick a Natalie Portman movie. Oh. Because uh, <laughs> it really depends. Anything out of the prequels of Star Wars? Oh, God. Uh, uh, Dark, no. Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the prequels. Ugh. They're horrible. She, like, ruined them. Okay. Well, maybe she didn't. Uh, she was Katie part of the problem. Too. She was part of it. She was only part of it, though. There were a couple of other problems. Right. <laughs> Quite a few. But if if it was um, Black Swan, I would actually watch. Okay. Over Dark Phoenix. I'm not saying I would pick that as my first choice of a movie. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's be very clear. Um, and that one, is it Friends with Benefits? Like, that was kind of cute. I've seen it twice. Okay. So, Mike, would you rather watch oh, no. Dark Phoenix or Iron Fist? Oh. <laughs> You know what? Brutal. I haven't seen the latest Dark Phoenix, so I would sit through Dark Phoenix uh, over Iron Fist. Yeah, I, I cannot sit through Iron Fist again. Yeah, <laughs> I might at least I can like take a nap and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of watched it. Whatever, I'm good. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I can't right, sleep so on Ashley, I'd be screwed. <laughs> what? What now, Ashley? Are you gonna watch Dark Phoenix, or would you watch? Thor Dark World. Ooh. Dark World. Ooh. Okay. Oh, but Loki. That's probably why, yeah. right? Oh, See? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why Gotta I said you had grace. to pick you had to pick the Natalie Portman movie. Because like yeah. when he said the right. prequels of Star Wars, I'm like, ugh God. No. You're like, no, I'm out. <laughs> but at least in Thor and Thor 2, there's other people to look at and listen yeah. to. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but if I had to pick between like the X-Men movies and Natalie Portman. I, or I don't know. God, they're awful. Wow. I didn't hate the first Fantastic Four as much as I hated the newer Fantastic Four. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that that new one. I don't know what the heck they were doing. It's like let's make it gritty, but Fantastic Four is supposed to be family fun <laughs> and still adventure. ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh Another bad Doctor Doom movie. So mad. <laughs> I know. Who played him in that one? Because I didn't actually watch it. I don't remember. And I, it's uh, probably good that I don't remember so I don't boycott like everything that he does. So, yeah. He's like, I blocked it out. That's what happened. <laughs> it's actually good when that happens, I think. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I will say with the whole like Fox and what they did with Marvel, like thank God that's back in the MCU now and Kevin Faggy can just take over. But when we interviewed Lawrence Fishburne, who was the mm-hmm. voice of the Silver Surfer, oh in Fantastic Four, the second Fantastic Four. Yeah. He yep. campaigned for that because he's a big comic book nerd. He said he grew up reading oh. DC and Marvel. Oh, and really he cool. went up to uh, I think the director and he's like he's like I'm your Norrin Rad and oh. and the guy was like who and I was what? like oh 
That right what? there tells me all I need to know. Exactly. So the director of Fantastic Four didn't know who Norrin Rad was, is, That's... and that is the Silver Surfer. <laughs> that would so explain like, Galactus too. I remember that. Yeah. So that's where I think Fox really failed is they didn't know their source material. Oh. And the fact that Lawrence Fishburne was schooling him was like the highlight of my Ant-Man and the Wasp interview time. So I'm like, <laughs> it explains oh. so much. I was like, oh, light bulb went off. That's why it sucks so bad. <laughs> All of them have sucked so bad. Nobody read a comic book, including the directors. Perfect. <laughs> That's like, what happened. They, you know, they could have just remade the 90s cartoon at the X-Men movies, and I would have been totally fine with that, and they didn't. And I think that's another reason why I hated them so much, because I love the cartoon. And I was like, what is this garbage? Why is Rogue, like, a whiny child? <laughs> Ugh, I can't. I See, I blocked it out, and now we're bringing it up, and I'm like, oh, no, all these bad <laughs> memories are, like, flooding to the surface. It's like, oh, no, we need another hour to to, to cover the rest from here, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's how I felt about, like, Jessica Alba's Invisible Woman. They just tried to play up, hey, we have Jessica Alba. She has invisibility powers, and I don't know. She's going to lose her clothes every movie, which is like, that, that's not <laughs> Sue Storm at all, man. She's like the strongest member of the team, the smart, well, not the smartest one, but yeah, right. she's, you're totally misusing that character. Ugh. Yeah, they, it was a mess. It was a more enjoyable mess than the, the newer one, but it's, it's still a mess. <sighs> I can't. Before we go, now that we've cleansed the MCU of some characters and storylines, <laughs> what who do we think would be ideal for those roles that we have gotten rid of? Some storylines that we would like to see played out better? Anything at all. You can start, Mike. I know you have some opinions Ooh. about your Fantastic Four characters. Well, the first thing that uh, I'm glad that they're already uh, going to fix is the whole mandarin thing from iron man 3 i know it was the fake mandarin yada 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 and i watched hail to the king actually i just watched it yesterday but i'm glad that they're kind of fixing that with shang chi um i hope that they do it well just because shang chi's villains and everything that's wrapped up in his background is going to be pretty delicate how they do it and how uh, I guess Asian people like me will look at it. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to leave it in their hands because they've been doing pretty good for both these kind of things. Like I hope in some ways that, uh, well, I just hope that they do it well. I think I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, and there's so many big epic uh, comic book arcs that I hope that they do, uh, especially with, the guardians closing up maybe that they open it up to more cosmic based stories because in the cosmic world there are a lot of people who are just as strong as thor and uh with the guardians they could do that they could split off the team to be just a bigger its own kind of universe so yeah that's my hope but uh specific casting i just leave it in the mcu's hands they've been pretty good with casting other than the people that we mentioned Finn Jones, I'm looking at you. <laughs> we sound like a bunch of haters. <laughs> we really, we only hate on like a couple. We're like, eh, you know, we're like, but mostly feel, we love you all. <laughs> I feel like Kevin Faggy didn't have a, have a choice with some of the other casting, but see, now he does. And I think this is where mm-hmm. it's his time to shine. Yeah. And I doubt he had anything to do with the TV stuff. So 
Oh yeah, I don't think so either. That's not on him. <laughs> yep. What about you, Jana? I mean, I really, in terms of storylines, like I'm excited for the Eternals. Do you want to see what happens with the Guardians and kind of what comes from the third movie and where they go with that? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also still waiting for some Adam Warlock here. So, Ooh, yes, I was just thinking about that. I was like, come on, dude, you teased us of, <laughs> you know, Guardians 1. So come on, dude. Like, where's my Adam Warlock? <laughs> yeah, and I was totally sitting there throughout, like, Infinity War. I was like, when's Adam coming? When's Adam yes. coming? When's Adam coming? <laughs> and I feel like that tease cannot just get dropped. That has yeah. to be showing up somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I've been sitting on. I want some Eternals, and I want some Adam Warlock. Yeah. I agree. And I like the idea of bringing in some of the galactic characters. So Nova's been teased, I think, just in rumor that -hmm. they would make a Nova movie, especially with like the whole Young Avengers thing. I really think they could bring him in. Also, I want the Young Avengers. (laughs) But I was I've been watching Miracle Workers. Have either of you watched that show yet? No. No. So the latest rendition, the first season was Steve Buscemi is God, Daniel Radcliffe is an angel, the supporting cast is phenomenal, and the latest season, Daniel Radcliffe's playing a prince, and his father is, and I'm blanking on the guy's name, but he's he was the guy in Guardians 1 that Rocket really liked in the Nova Corps, but he ends up dying, and he's, he's in like, um, gosh, I'm going to have to like IMDB it because it's driving me nuts. Do you know who I'm talking about? The one who dies. The main, like, Nova Corps guy. Uh, is it uh, John Riley? No, not John Riley. Not that one. The other guy. Oh, okay. The one with, like, the really deep voice. Peter. Oh, God, I can't say that. Peter <laughs> Seraph. <laughs> I'm not going to try. Peter. I'm not going to try to say that. But let's see. He was in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I don't know how to he say was their, He was their roommate that... Like, yeah, they were like, oh, no. Why can't I find Guardians to find his name in Guardians? Dang it, IMDb. Oh, no, I'm curious. (sighs) I'm scrolling. Hold on. Hold, please. (laughs) Hold, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God, when was Guardians made? 2014. 14, yeah. Okay, that's... It's my first press junket ever. Oh, there we go. Denarian. Saul. He was Denarian oh, Saul. Um, shoot. I, I do recognize the name. I think he ends up being a bad guy, though. Right, he does. But my point is, for Nova, I really think, casting-wise, I really like Daniel Radcliffe. And I'll say that because he and Ooh. Peter have a really great chemistry on Miracle Workers, and he Peter's playing the dad. But he's evil. Like, he's a medieval king who's just like killing people (laughs) like he just doesn't care about the peasants and daniel radcliffe's character is like really chipper and happy and like the total opposite of his dad and we were watching it the other night and i was like oh my god he'd be perfect for nova oh that's a good casting that's an awesome one i think daniel needs to come to the mcu and i think that would be a great role for him that would be that's genius. Call me Kevin Faggy. I've got ideas. But... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, 
as far as casting goes, other than that, I really like Mike said, I kind of just leave it up to the MCU gods because they've done a great job. I mean, like their track record speaks for itself, aside from those one offs that we discussed, you know, they they've been they've been good. So I would love to see the X-Men and the Fantastic Four be be done well, given their due and Fantastic Four, especially it's like the first family of the MCU. So they, yes. it's kind of time for them to have just <laughs> a non sucky movie. And they could totally bring in Doom into Black Panther because yes. Doom visits Wakanda. So I'm just saying that's just a way we could bring them in. And now with all the stuff being pushed back anyway, and Black Panther had a later release date out of all of them. So I'm just, we could do it. They could do it. Yep. So, yeah, uh, I think that's, those are my wishes. A really good Fantastic Four X-Men characters. And I want to see Nova. I want to see the Young Avengers. Oh, Young Avengers. Yes. They have oh. players in place for the Young Avengers. So it's like, come mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. let's do it. Pull the trigger. I mentioned that no fewer than three times on the uh, live tweeting with uh, Ant-Man and the comic book group the other night on, oh, Twitter, that's... Or on Twitter when we were watching it. <laughs> I was like, um, Young Avengers. <laughs> and somebody was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Louise was a superhero? I was like, um, Goliath, Young Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> He could totally, he wants a suit. So like, Goliath I know. Suit. I was like, I have this Easter egg post. I was like, Ahem, here's a link. <laughs> like, oh, young Avengers. Wink, wink. Oh, Cassie, wouldn't it be so cute if you were like a superhero like your dad? I was like, young Avengers. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, seriously, you people? I was like, come on now. Amateur hour over here. <laughs> I love it. I love that idea. Oh, I'm Cracked an idiot for not saying Doom. I meant to say Doom, but I don't know who in the world I would pick to be Doctor Doom. Because if I picked that guy and he did not do well, I'd just be adding mm. to the pile of failed Dooms. I just want to see him done right. That's all. But I think yeah. in part, it's not so much that the actor is always terrible. It's in part the production is terrible. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I mean, I think there's a lot of times where, like, the person who they chose could have done well if the production had been done well. True. Mm. I mean, not always, but I feel like there are times that it's not always the actor's fault entirely. Except for Finn Jones. Sorry. Well, no, (laughs) Natalie Portman. (laughs) Natalie Portman. But like, you know what I mean? There are times where it's like, oh, that person maybe could have done a better job if, yeah. you know, they were given the opportunity. Oh, for sure. I'm with you. I hope they do doom well. I think they will. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna hold out that they're going to do well. I'm going to be positive about it. Uh... Thank you, Mike, so much for joining us. We will have to have you on again because oh. I feel like there's a lot that hasn't been said. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And thank you all for listening to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. We will be back to geek out with you again soon. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.